0: Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to us. We're 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast.
1: That's true, Steve. Every day. Uh, we're back for episode 89. Eight, nine. We're, we're crawling up on 100 pretty quick here. Yeah, we've actually released... Will we hit 100 before the end of the year? Uh,
0: uh...
1: Probably. Mm, let's
0: see, we'd have to do 10 more episodes... This is September, so we do eight in Oct. I think we will hit episode 100 right around New Year's. Okay. Because you got October, November, December. That's like 12 episodes. But one of, yeah, this is 89. There's less than 12 weeks in the year, I think.
1: I don't know. We'll make it. We'll hit 100.
0: I mean, if we take a break for Christmas, maybe we'll do a Christmas
1: special edition Best Christmas special, yeah. Best of, best of Christmas. Let's do a best of all our Christmas episodes. We should do an episode that's a
0: worst of, <laughs> where we just go through. All right, well, let's do an episode that's a worst of, and it's and all it is is we'll go back through and find all of my rants. Oh
1: my god! And just string them together. Let's do let's do like a sitcom style Christmas episode, where like all our like friends from the year show up and like oh hey look who just who got here right Co is right. here Daniel's here you know like just have people show up well we have like five
0: microphones now yeah so we could so do, let's do ta- it
1: let's talk about that let's talk about what's new yeah I did a uh, I did a whole Craigslist thing today you did so I have that uh, I had that Mexican Telecaster the Nashville telly mm-hmm. that I paid 125 for Right. Um and so I put it up on Craigslist this week. I think on Monday, like mm-hmm. pretty recently. Yeah, it was Sunday or Monday. And uh I got a couple hits on it. And I said on the ad that I'd be open to trades for the kind of microphone that we use for the show, the MXL 990 or anything similar or better. Right. So this guy wrote me and he's like, "I have a 990. I also have like these cheap Natty ribbon mics and you might like those. And I did a bunch of research. And I'm like, nah, these Ribbon mics, we don't need these. And so I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll take the 990 plus cash. And he's like, well, I have this other mic. Would you like a, a Rode NT1 A? And I was like, that sounds good. Let me talk to people I know who know things. And everyone I talked to was like, yeah, that's a good mic. You should get that mic. Uh-huh. So I got the, the Rode and the MXL. Plus eighty dollars for the telecaster. So what you're saying is you sold your telecaster for eighty dollars. I sold I paid one twenty five for the telecaster. And you sold it for eighty? I sold it for eighty and I got two mics with it. And that's not even true because the guy when he came over today, we were chatting it up having a good time and he's like, You know, I have another nine ninety in my car that's all banged up. Do you want to take a look at it and see if it works? And I was like, Yeah, let's take a look at it. So we we put it on the thing, and it looks like it got dropped. Like the screen on it, it's all smashed yeah. up, and it totally worked. I'm like, "This works great!" And he's like, "Oh, okay, you can you can just have that." And Weird. I was like, "Oh, great, thank you." So now I have, uh, I have five MXL 990s <laughs> sitting around because we already had three. My intention was to get one or two more microphones, right, so that we could interview a bunch of people at Nam. Mm-hmm. Now I think we have too many microphones. And so I'm probably going to end up selling them. I'm using. They're only the, worth like forty or fifty bucks. Yeah, but uh, I have a bunch of those, the pencil mics that come with them. Yeah, I need to get rid of those. So I'm probably going to do a bundle and just try to move them all in one fell sweep. Right. Uh, we're using the road right now on my voice. Steve is on the MXL. So you guys can tell us later if you notice a, a jump in quality in my voice, and uh, we'll see if Steve's voice sounds like garbage. In comparison,
0: well, according to our iTunes reviews, my voice already sounds like garbage. So,
1: <laughs> oh man, I don't think you have a garbage voice, Steve. I like your voice. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you said that like you just don't even care. I don't. Oh, thanks. Uh, Whatever. On
0: speaking of guitar sales, though, last Sunday I sold my Red Squire Strat, the MIJ nice, uh, for three hundred bucks to this super nice dude from Alabama who was here for like. Uh, he works for like a power plant or something. Uh huh. I guess like a bunch of their technology is in use in San Diego, or and they came out for like some, some conference or some like learning thing. A learning event. A learning event. And uh, this is the guy you met in a hotel room, super late at yeah. night. No, well, it was a hotel lot. It's actually a really cool setup. <laughs> uh, you know, I, so I talked about it on the Facebook group, and when I was wrote about it, I wrote about it to make it seem intentionally creepy. Uh huh. Uh, but basically, this was at one of maybe, like, San Diego's few four- or five-star hotels. Oh, okay. Like, this was... So, uh, little little San Diego geography podcast time. Right. This was at the uh, the Hyatt Regency
1: on Mission Bay.
0: Oh, okay. The one that's, like, past SeaWorld. Yeah.
1: I know it when, when you're talking that's about... That's,
0: like, basically, if you're on the top floor, like, you probably have a view of, like it's probably one of the best hotel views in San Diego Oh yeah, definitely. outside of like two or three hotels in downtown San Diego. Yeah. So, uh, definitely like a nice place and dude was super nice and he was exactly like the kind of guy that I wanted to sell to. Uh huh. Um, because he was like, Oh yeah, these, these, uh, like Japanese fenders. Like I always have, I always really like them. I always love the way they feel. They, they work great for me. So he was pretty into, them. uh, yeah, it was a great guy. He was going to, like, take it apart to fit it in his suitcase. To... <laughs> but I guess he was saying that basically that Craigslist in Birmingham, uh, I think that's where he said he was from, sucks. Uh-huh. Uh, at least for that type of thing, for, like, import guitars. Sure. Uh, it sounds like you get a lot of, like, Fender USA stuff, but nothing that's, like, budget-priced but really high-quality. Right, totally. Like the MIJ Fenders are.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Did you tell him about the show? No. No. I told my guy about the
0: show. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Yeah. I usually, like, I tend to tell, you
1: know, it just depends. Uh-huh. I've got my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I was, uh, I had no reason to not tell the guy about the show because I thought we were had a mutually good deal right, going right. on and I didn't have any uh, concerns about anything. So I was like, hey, you should listen to the show. I mean, he's going to listen to this if he listens and find out what i paid for the guitar but you know i'm not going to sell it for what i bought it i'm going to sell it for what it's worth and he can still take that guitar and he's probably looking at it like who knows how he got these mics that he traded he he knows that he's getting a good deal on his side i'm sure and he knows that he can take that guitar and he can uh, put it back on the market for 275 yeah yeah anytime i I got a bunch of hits on that guitar yeah
0: he put a he's basically dropped about 250 on it used market value and sure. for the mics and and plus the cash.
1: Yeah, totally. Probably
0: about 250, so. Yeah.
1: It's not bad. I think we both got a good deal. Seemed like a cool guy. Uh had a lot to talk about with him. We had a lot of fun. Uh so you know, sometimes you do these Craigslist meetups and you just end up, you know, t- chatting with people for a while. Yeah,
0: what it, if we just use the podcast to make enemies? Uh, We're like every <laughs> every time we sold something we're like oh by the way i have this podcast you should check it out and then on the next episode we're just like oh man you won't believe how stupid this person is i just
1: <laughs> i just sold this thing oh to. i hated this guy so much if oh, i hate man. someone that i'm doing craigslist with i won't tell them about the show
0: oh man this guy oh he smelled so bad
1: <laughs> and if you guys ever want to trick your way into meeting us for some reason which you don't need to do because we'll just hang out with you anyways if you're in san diego uh, come to San Diego and post a Craigslist ad of something that we would want, and you'll probably hear from us. And we'll be yeah. we'll, Steve will meet you at a hotel. Oh my gosh! Late at night, unless it's a three hundred dollar Gibson Les Paul in El Cajon. I know, right? That that ad came up, and he showed it to me, and neither of us could go grab it. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I borderline might have been able to go grab it, but I don't have three hundred dollars right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I technically have money in the bank but it's like well
0: yeah but i don't have like gear money
1: yeah yeah i don't and i just sold a guitar i don't need to go buy another guitar right now unless it's one that i really want i didn't i don't want to play the flip game this week basically is where I'm at. <laughs> i don't feel like it right now um i've only got one flip in me per month per, right mu- now, per month per <laughs> month
0: <laughs> That's garbage,
1: man. I know, I know. So should we? Uh, we should talk about a few of our new best friends. Oh yeah, we got a couple new best friends. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: Paul Pennington joined the best friends club. He's a five dollar uh, best friend, the five dollar level. Yep. And David Hill uh, joined us uh, in the well. So Paul actually first hit us up uh, to possibly do some uh, build like a pedal kit for him. And do some like custom art. We're still t- trying to figure out yeah how it's gonna work because I know your schedule's really crazy. My
1: schedule's crazy. There's already a pedal I've been working on for months that I need to finish up. I don't realistically I don't have time to do pedal art anymore. <laughs> that was like a one-time thing I think. And right now my life is just crazy, so that's not gonna happen. But if he wants, if you want to work out a thing with him where you do the build, um. Uh, maybe we can grab a piece of art that I've already made And you can print it out and glue it on there Or something, you know Yeah, I mean that's um, We'll figure something out There's
0: different, There's different. we'll figure something out
1: And so who's our other uh, new best uh, friend? Our
0: other one is David Hill And he's a $10 best friend Yeah, so he is in the the best of friends He's in the inner, inner circle, circle. Mm-hmm. And he is also uh, We'll be getting a shirt when we print them out Soon. Both of these guys are going to get shirts. Yeah.
1: $5 people get shirts as well or any other merch that we make as we make it. Um, I am in final talks with my printing guy right now. So if you're listening to this episode. Hardcore negotiation. The shirts are probably already ordered. Um, But if if you pledge to us on Monday, I'll make sure that you get a shirt.
0: Okay, that's Monday, September. Hold on, twenty eighth.
1: Yeah, if you pledge on the five or ten dollar level on the September twenty eighth of two thousand fifteen, yeah, you You'll... will you will be in line for a shirt. I'll make sure of it. Now, did you have to order five of each size? Uh, there's a minimum of six per six size. Six per size. So there, we're gonna get a couple extra. Yeah, uh, so we're you know, going to get
0: like six quad XLs, six three XLs. We're not
1: getting any quad XLs. Uh, I think there were two people who need the triple XLs. I thought I put a quad XL on the list. Did you? I'm not going to get six quads. Okay. Um, if you're if you're a, if you're a four XL, with the amount of shirts we're printing right now, I'll send you. An extra of another size and you can cut it out and oh my god you can safety pin it to your uh to your jacket or something like that you know
0: oh i see what you're saying
1: yeah
0: uh hold on let me
1: it's just it with having the minimum of of six shirts it's just i can't get too far into the weird not weird but you know the outside sizes you know but yeah those, those shirts are gonna be coming in soon i've you know i'm finalizing the details with my printer and then we're going to have a bunch of shirts that you guys will either be entitled to because you are our best friends or because uh, you are going to send us money and buy T-shirts. Yeah. Either way, we're going to get that sweet, sweet money from you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make sure you send it PayPal gift, too. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll figure it all out. Yeah. Send us. the. Let's make enemies, Steve. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, make let's, enemies at PayPal. Let's slash and burn our whole podcast and just charge everyone a bunch of money and then disappear. Hey
0: guys, everyone, uh, buy yeah, yeah. We're going to make so much money selling shirts at like 15 or 17 or whatever dollars. (laughs) We're going to sell what like 30 of them. And we're just $17. So let's see. That's uh, what? $321. Yeah. Great. Great idea there. (sighs) Wow. I'm bad at math. (laughs) Uh, 17. Yeah. 330. Uh, five hundred and ten dollars we're gonna make five hundred and ten oh,
1: dollars we're gonna
0: slash and burn a thousand people for five hundred and ten dollars
1: <laughs> that is a great plan Ryan. oh man let's get into the ads
0: i'm gonna start off my i'm gonna do a spin-off podcast after that happened called 30 cycle hum it's not gonna the title's not gonna make any sense but you would be like hey guys it's steve Ryan's a dick. (laughs) I can't believe what he did. (laughs) Screw that guy.
1: This is what you get. It's just me now. Sorry. Uh, My wife and I have been joking about starting our own podcast. Okay. And having it be all about Star Trek The Next Generation. Dude, I want in on that. Because we've been watching it a lot and just do an episode by episode review of it. (laughs) Steve has given me this look. You'll
0: you'll get uh, like 174 episodes Plus, depending on how you handle the
1: movies. I don't think we'll do the movies. I, if we make it all the way through the episodes, it'll be a miracle. I
0: think there's either 174 176, something like that. Yeah. I watched them all on Netflix.
1: Yeah. we're. I I'm think, down to watch them all again. I think we're on season four right now. We've been watching. You're watching been, pretty fast. We're going through them.
0: It took us uh, like two, three years, I think, to watch all of them.
1: Whoa. It's we're, basically part of like our nap like baby nap schedule right, right now like and hey.
0: you guys are home all day so yeah. i mean you're working all day but well, i'm not watching
1: we're not watching them all either like one of us will be watching one and the next one will watch the other sort of thing so we're missing oh, gotcha. episodes but, but we recap for each other and that's where right. we were like maybe we should podcast this well
0: it's such like a garbage uh episode design where it's like very rarely do episode like oh yeah things carry over from one, from one episode to the next
1: yeah uh, basically, Riker just has sex with everything every episode. Yeah, that's
0: that's a pretty or sex good. is implied. Actually, you know, there's a trope uh, called like Worf gets beat up or something, <laughs> and and basically, it's the idea that um, in and it's not just Star Trek, but uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation does it a lot, uh-huh. and it, it's the thing that happens in like every uh, every like sci-fi or action thing. Or even horror films, whatever, the character who is established by the other characters on the show as being like the most badass character uh-huh. is the one that gets jacked up when the enemy wants to prove its like physical superiority.
1: Right. You're like, oh, Worf got beat up. That means these people could kill anyone. Yeah. 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 Oh,
0: how are they going to outsmart this, this creature that put Worf in a coma? But then the flip side of the trope or to take the trope to like the full extension is maybe Worf isn't as badass as everyone thinks he is yeah maybe
1: not he's kind of he
0: has a pretty good track record against like humanoids big softy yeah but like you no one ever like fights data but data is established that data could beat we up warp. We should he the wants. subject
1: and do our show right now <laughs> instead of doing the Star Trek show that I'm going to do with my wife and not with you. What Steve. kind
0: of what, what How many cycles of hum does the uh, warp do? The warp <laughs> engines have? Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, we can't recover from this all right let's customize let's do ads this is the ad song i'm singing the song about this a, ads. this is a bad song this, this is the ad song <laughs> this is a rad song it's the ad song i know you're a glad song this is how's this new microphone helping my singing does it sound like super smooth Oh, yeah, yeah, because I can totally tell. Yeah, okay, let's hit this ad. This is on our local Craigslist. I found this, and I want to talk about it. Do you want to read it? No, you can read it. Uh, Customized Yellow Jacket Fender Squire Scared.
2: (laughs) Are you sure you
0: can read it? Fender Customized. It doesn't say Fender. Nope. Customized, quote, Yellow Jacket, end quote, Fender Squire Stratocaster, $85, Carlsbad, California. Fender, Squire, Stratocaster, electric guitar. Plays perfect and has been customized. The pickguard, pickups, and back cover are now the perfect Bumblebee yellow. Done by a very quality painter dude. Looks like that's how it came from the factory.
1: No, it doesn't. It plays great. (laughs) When have you ever seen a painted pickguard and painted pickup covers? (sighs) Here's what I want to know. Now maybe he
0: like conned this guy into doing this for him. Uh-huh. Is this cheaper than just buying a yellow pick like a yellow pick card I guess is like 30 bucks. What would a set of yellow pickup covers be? They wouldn't necessarily be, be in this the, shade of yellow. I
1: think you would be probably be in the 20s on that.
0: And then the back plate, you have to find someone to do the back plate. Um, you don't
1: have to find someone to do the back plate. You don't need the back plate.
0: I, when I sold that guitar the dude the guy was like oh cool you have the back plate it's <laughs> like you don't see those on Stratocasters a lot anymore yeah uh,
1: this this is stupid <laughs> you're so mad I'm really mad about this I mean the price is the price is exactly en- what it's worth yeah the price is close enough to correct uh, but just the idea of having paying someone or having someone, paint like put a paint job on a squire pick guard and the pickup covers to make it yellow and then you think you can call it a yellow jacket model which isn't even a thing i don't think
0: well here's what i think is funny he says in the ad that it's bumblebee yellow but he calls the guitar a custom yellow jacket yeah guitar so what is
1: it yeah what is it
0: is it a custom is it a bumblebee yellow finish or is this a yellow jacket what guitar?
1: insects are we talking about yeah. here yeah i just i don't obviously he's given it a couple pet names and he has like some ideas about it i mean what if i made an ad that was like custom fire ant guitar
0: but then i said like oh ladybug red custom customized with ladybug red
1: paint Come on! <laughs> yeah, what if you did that? Steve What if I did that? I would I would make fun of you. Yeah, is what I would do. Custom blue whale. I'd ask guitar. you. I'd ask you what the 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 color was on the sp- on the spray paint can that you used. Did it uh, say ladybug red? No, Steve? it's
0: a Krylon number zero zero seven six.
1: Yeah, that's that's the name of your guitar now. Is <laughs> c- Krylon red, which actually sounds really menacing. Krylon red. Yeah, <laughs> is that a. <laughs> it
0: Sure beats Cylon red. <laughs> hey, those guys are silver. But their eye is red.
1: Oh that's true. Yeah. They, uh, have, that red, they have that red uh uh night rider eye that goes back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh they've they're voiced by the dude from Boy Meets World.
1: That's not that's not Rider, not not the Cylons. You were listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the science fiction television show podcast. You
0: said it's got the eye that goes back and forth like, like the car from yeah, Night Rider. That,
1: you know, that's the, the car from Night Rider has Mr. Feeney's voice. Yes. Uh, the Cylons sound obnoxious. right?
0: I've never watched Battlestar Galactica.
1: I've seen the original. Uh, I could not hang with the new one. And I know there's people listening right now who are slamming their fists through whatever's close to them because yeah. they want me i heard like, the new one was decent people want me to love the new Battlestar galactica but i just couldn't get into it it was like a it was like a space drama i wasn't into the drama aspect of uh, it whatever the only
0: thing i know about it is like the dude from uh big bang theory dreams about the girl from that show
1: okay well this guitar is stupid <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to look at it anymore. All right. This don't, was... don't have people spray paint your pick guards unless you're doing something artistic. You're not changing the model when you do that. You're not making it something more attractive or more interesting. You're making it look like it's painted weird. All right. What's the next to add? This is a
0: Kiesel Carvin 7-string extended range DC 7X 2015 in Aqua Burst. This was sent to us by Austin Valley.
1: Um, this is... Is twenty thousand dollars plus two hundred dollars shipping?
0: Yeah, he actually uh, or, well, the, um, read the description. I don't understand it.
1: I didn't. I didn't put the whole. Descri- well, just
0: read the part right. that's there. Top
1: notch guitar, not for sale, and just for you to look at the photos. Okay, I didn't read the description. If you like it, order one from Kiesel. See yeah. specs below. If you can't wait eight weeks you can buy it from me yeah so here's the deal is is
0: uh i just found it on the carven site i'm not gonna do the custom stuff to get to this guy's level of finish uh-huh um but the base price on the dc7x is uh 999 dollars uh-huh which uh isn't really bad for like a custom ish a custom option level Seven string guitar. Uh huh. But so I think that's the whole thing is like this guy's position is basically if you really want this, you can pay me $20,000 and I'll sell it to you and then I'll just buy another one for like maybe with these finish options and a bunch of other stuff going on, maybe this is like a $2,000 guitar or like I could see that. I think
1: this guy is just going like I got this guitar. It's incredible. I want people to see it. No, no, that's he's exactly using, what it is. He's using reverb as his like social media. Yeah. Like everyone look at my guitar. I love my guitar so much.
0: I wanna know what happens like this is the kind of guy where like even if you lowball him and offer him like eighty percent, like I say rather, if you offer him twenty percent of his asking price, you're
1: still paying too much. I think he did twenty thousand dollars just because he doesn't want someone to Click buy, and then he has to sell it. He just wants to show it off. No, dude, I would sell any guitar that I own for twenty thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he put it that price because he knows no one's going to click it. Someone out there. You think he's going to sell it? No. Let's check up on this ad in six months. I guarantee you it'll still here's be what, up.
0: Here's what I want to do. I want all of our listeners. I want every single one of our listeners. Every person who sent here's this episode. Go on PayPal. PayPal. 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com $20 every single one of you do this we
1: will buy this guitar for $20,000 now we're going to get people like we're going to get like 15 people who do it just because you said to do it yeah don't send us money because well I mean
0: if you want to send us money go to our crowdfunding on if you want to give
1: us $20,000 we're not going to use it to buy this guitar yeah is what I'm going to say yeah, My wife ju- is coming at me with ice cream. We're gonna use it to like buy a burrito. Mm, cookie dough. Um <laughs> This is the first I'm eating cookie dough on the show. Gross. C- cookie dough ice cream. You know you can get food poisoning from that? They of- don't use they don't use real cookie dough in the ice cream. Yeah, they do. It doesn't have egg in it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. Well, check the ingredients, honey.
0: I don't know. The original cookie dough ice creams did.
1: This is so all over the place. I it, know we're, we're. This is going to be the longest waste of time episode we've made. People are probably loving it right now. Oh my gosh, no uh, cookie dough. You got anything else? There's no. I mean, there's no egg in the cookie dough, Steve. Is
0: is the ingredient just say cookie dough? Does it say what? <laughs> does it say what the ingredients in the cookie dough are?
1: Yeah, it has to. Ah, oh, damn you, Breyers. <laughs> That's really good ice cream, Steve. You shouldn't say things about Briars. I, I
0: I heard from Adam Powell, ice cream aficionado, that it's too sweet. Oh,
1: I'm good. I'm missing a tooth. Yeah, <laughs> Steve has a broken tooth. Yeah, he I'm not taking wanna... any chances with ice cream. Yeah, he doesn't want to eat ice cream right now. All right, let's go, let's go on to the next ad. Nintendo ukulele. Nintendo lele. That's <laughs> what I'm sound calling. Sounds like, like something Polly Shore would say. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Uh
0: I don't know where this came from. Oh, Ad- Adam
1: Dolhancuck. Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he found my <laughs> awful spelling of his name. <laughs> I'm assuming this is from Adam Dole Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. This is a one-of-a-kind handmade cigar box-style electric ukulele made from an old In- Nintendo Entertainment System case. This guy is asking $175 plus $25 shipping. Uh, the Nintendo case is in good shape for its age, but has a small chip on one corner and a few discolored spots on the edge with the output jack. This uke features a maple neck with a satin poly finish and my logo on the back of the headstock, a rosewood fretboard with 18 friends and an undersaddle PZL pickup and strap button output jack. Intonation and action is pretty good on this uke. This uke hangs nicely uh, from strap, which is included, and also sits in your lap well. Is decently loud acoustically for being made from a plastic box and the piezo pickup piezo, p whatever sounded great through pizza my pizza o's. that pizza sounds o. delicious through my gaining kruger 700 rb uh two and gk 115 neil bass rig as well as through my friends marshall jcm 2000 and 4x12 oh my gosh there's a little sympathetic uh vibration of the body when certain notes are played but it's not detected by the pickup it is currently strung with the set of diodario nil no, no strings if you're looking for an electric uke that will add some flair to your stage presence look no further if oh you have gosh. any questions feel free to ask me Thanks did he for spell looking. it
1: that way or did you
0: just fumble it uh what further for further i'm i don't know why i'm just i keep saying you uh uke we're not even
1: drinking this episode i know. I keep
0: saying uke and every time i say uke i i want to go back and say uke
1: right ukulele and i'm just like i don't know man you know what's great about this ukulele nothing if it ever breaks all you have to do is just blow on it (laughs) 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 oh you know that's a good joke i've been thinking about that ever since i saw this ad um, All day you long, know, you've been thinking. About I don't this think that this is a terrible concept. There are plastic ukuleles out there that sound great. Yeah, there's those fluke ukuleles. Those sound great, and they play Aren't great. Aren't the flukes at least like a wood top? I think some of them are, but some of them are full plastic. I'm pretty sure the fretboards are plastic. Oh, but wow. there are plastic ukuleles out there that are you know they sound just fine. Yeah, I mean the strings are plastic. Why not? It's make all the...
0: it's all about design effort. I mean, if yeah. if it's well if this thing's well constructed, even like my my wife has one of those um uh like junk ukuleles ukulele whatever. I'm yeah, yeah. Done. However you want to say it. Uh, that she bought in Hawaii, like as it's you know it's a souvenir. Right, right. And if the if it wasn't for the fact that the tuners on that thing are just absolute garbage, like it sounds okay yeah sure this the frets are like actually like fairly intonate like it's fairly a semi-intonated instrument yeah um the actions well i mean this not like the strings are particularly tight yeah so the actions whatever but if the tuners held actually could hold the
1: tune like it would be a functional instrument yeah what the what was the price on this? One twenty five. One seventy five plus shipping. it's eh, a little steep, but someone out there is going to see that and be like, "Yeah, I need that for my my nerdcore band," you know. Oh my gosh! And they're going to run it through a ring modulator to make it sound like pixels, and yeah, it's gonna they're going to make all the Mario sounds with it. They are make Mario sounds with it, they're, or they're going to sing songs about the princess or whatever. She's in another castle. They'll uh, play uh, the Legend of Zelda, Zelda theme. You have know, you
0: ever thought that maybe? Uh, the princess wasn't actually in another castle. She's just running away from Mario the whole time. She hates that guy. That's oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. We've already diverted enough. Yeah, uh, I'm you, not going to divert on that one.
1: You're you're always on some hot new like conspiracy theory about you know like why. A certain character in a certain show or movie or, or yeah. pop culture thing is not what is normal. Sure. Yeah. And like you, I pro- love that you stuff. probably, you have probably chased down what, the one where like King Cooper is like actually the hero or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's
0: definitely yeah. one one where it's like Mario's chasing the princess the whole time. And he's an asshole. But he it's just like, keeps killing people to get yeah, to. Yeah. But it's like maybe the princess actually just ran away to hang out with Koopa. Yeah. Cause he's a cool or dude. Bowser. Look at his know. cool hair.
1: Yeah. He's got a castle. I mean, let's think With of, lava let's, in it. Let's.
0: Like, the semi plot of Super Mario Bros. 3. Like, what you're supposed to believe is that Bowser kidnapped the princess to have, like, a mother for his children. Uh huh. But where did those kids come from anyway? Shyamalan mo- moment. They're princess's kids. Yeah. She already
1: got it on with that lizard yeah. guy. And then
0: Mario actually kidnaps the princess from from Bowser, and she just wants to go back.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying right, it's real. I'm just saying it's real. It's not real. It's all made up cartoon. They could I know change it. It's actually
0: all life. a play.
1: It's actually all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> I was reading <laughs> All right. Uh. Well, we're gonna do a demo of two pedals that we have here and so we're going to take a quick break to get set up and go to the bathroom and then we'll be right back to dive into these two pedals we're back oh yeah i used the bathroom i lost like three pounds yeah i feel a lot better all right i drink some water and we're sitting down with two pedals that we're gonna do a little review for you guys First we have the OD Overdrive by uh, how do you pronounce it? Shelley. Shelly by Shelly. We reviewed their Pony Boy yep. months ago. Who sent that to us? Wasn't it Richard? Uh Richard Morris sent it to us. And so the guys over at Shelly, they heard about our review, they listened to it and they're like, Wow, we really like these guys. We love them so much and we wanna send them more things. So they sent us their OD Overdrive, which is just basically like a tube screamer sort yeah. of setup. Um we're just going to do the review. We're not going to do any video for this, as far as I know. So, uh, this is it on this one. And then we're going to send it back. Um, it's green. It's got three knobs. It's got two switches. Each switch. Is it really green? It's kind of a greenish blue. Okay. So, I'm not totally crazy. Kind of like a. Uh, sapphire-y uh, kind of emerald. Like, it definitely
0: looks green from where I'm at right now, but I feel like in pictures I've seen it looks like, more blue. Like
1: an aquamarine ocean green-blue sort of okay. thing. Um, it's pretty. I like to paint on this thing. Uh, real classic look, you know, simple. Not There's no picture or anything, just text. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with this thing this week. I've been messing around with it for a while it, uh, it kind of reminds me of the Palisades in that there's a lot of settings on this. Sure. Just with the two switches, you know, you can get nine different settings with the d- three different combinations on each switch. Uh, here, well, I'll, I'll show you guys my clean signal and then we'll get into it. So this is my strap on the neck position into the Princeton Reverb. Uh, and we've got these fancy pickups in here still. Yeah. So that's my strat, now let's try out the Odie. So that's in the middle position for almost everything the middle switch okay middle drive middle tone and then i've got the volume set appropriately so the, so
0: the middle drive is actually like basically the cleanest of the drive settings
1: yeah it's kind of a wide open let's let's get it over here to do more to the left what is what is the left so the left on the setting, texture
0: on the texture is a uh it uses diode clipping so it's going to be more similar to a tube screamer but they're arranged asymmetrically to provide less compression and more dynamics
1: i'll adjust the volume a little bit Too much. <laughs> Who cares, right? All right, let's let's uh, let's try the other side then. What is the other All right, side? So the
0: other side is a uh, MOSFET and power diode instead of just two diodes. <laughs>
1: mess around with the voicing now so there's three voicing settings there's a flat line what looks like a mid hump and then like a bass hump yeah so let's try the mid middle setting which is actually what i've been using so let's not try that let's try the flat setting let's compare that real quick Back to the flat. Seems like the flat is just feels a little bit more fuller, yeah. Than the mid hump. I feel like uh,
0: it says that you know the middle, the mid hump is supposed to be more of a traditional tube screamer setting. Uh huh. What it actually switching between the two reminds me of is um, on my custom Defender 15 uh-huh. it has a voicing switch. And far the far left position is supposed to be like a American sound. Oh, okay. Uh, so like a Fender amp, uh, and that's what the flat setting kind of sounds like on this pedal to me. The mid setting re- sounds more like the British setting on the same amp, uh, which is more of a like a Marshally, sure, Voxy sort of thing sure. where there's more of a mid emphasis and not as much like low end.
1: Yeah, well, let's try the bass boost. Well, I'll start from the middle again so here's middle and then here's the bass boost it definitely it definitely does get fatter i don't know if it how well it's really going
0: to come across on the recording i'll I'll Uh, tweak it to make sure hopefully it does yeah uh but there is in in room i mean there's a definite difference between the two i i think just for my own playing style and what i have going on uh, I don't know if I would use the middle setting, but I think the one of the other two settings I'd probably definitely get use out of. And again, like it in, with a different amp, it might sound completely different because right. we're using the Princeton Reverb here, which has a 10-inch speaker. Uh, as soon as you go up to a 12, and you're get, getting like more of a low-end response from that, then maybe the mid hump would be better.
1: Yeah, good point. Um, I I really like the low hump setting on this. Um, you can make junks about what I just said. A low hump? A low hump. It sounds funny to me. Yeah. Um, let me just mess around with dialing in some more drive and then messing with the tone knob a little bit. Yeah. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. I like yeah. it. The, this pedal handles drive a lot better than most tube screamers. Like I thought think- That was at like... That was like at three o'clock. Let's push this up to five o'clock. That's and that's maximum drive. Right. Try that on the middle setting. And then the flat setting. I mean, they all sound good but i think i think the the low hump is my favorite so far i
0: th- i feel like it's really the drive knob is actually really usable all the way through the range which like yeah a lot of times with drive pedals i feel like i gotta really find that sweet spot uh-huh and outside of maybe like one or two positions i'm just not that like like you know some some drive pedals at two o'clock you're like well two o'clock really isn't that much different than 11 o'clock yeah so but it's not like it as like balls to the wall as like five o'clock yeah so it's one of those things where it's like well two o'clock is just kind of like this fizzy whatever it, it yeah it's indistinguishable with this pedal i feel like i could run it with the drive with like the drive knob at zero for one song and just use it as, as almost a it's there's still a little dirt yeah. there but not a ton and use it as like a borderline clean boost with a slight EQ adjustment. Um, and then for the next song, turn the drive all the way up and get like a real thick, like meaty overdrive out of it. Yeah. And not really even have to change any of the other switches or not.
1: Yeah, totally. I think once you find the setting on here that cuts through the mix in your band setting, then you're probably just going to leave it there. Yeah. But it's nice to have them there. I, I actually really like the middle setting on the t- on the texture where it's just kind of wide open and gritty sounding. It's a really great like a rod rock sort of sound. Right. Where it's a little unruly and you're getting some like high end clipping going on in unexpected places. Uh, the right hand setting, which is what the, that's the mosfet. Yes. Uh, that is, I think probably closest to your classic tube screamer sound here. Um, well on a higher gain setting, let me go through the texture settings with the voicing set to low hump. So here's on the right with the MOSFET. Here's in the middle, which is gonna be louder. Yeah, that's clipping me out, so I gotta turn that down. And then here is the left, which one, what was the left one again? The left is just clipping diodes. I mean, they all sound good. It's just what uh, what do you need, really? Yeah, I, to me, the
0: left sounds more like what I think of as a t- tube screamer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the right is more like a tube, like a maybe like a turbo tube screamer. Sure, like, like a something modified... with a little more aggressive, a little more low mid focus. Yeah, maybe more like an OCD sort of thing. Sure.
1: Yeah, I guess that is more fizzy. On yeah, the left. where there's
0: there's definitely like. It's definitely a tube screamer in all the positions, uh, but there's just like
1: a little something different about the gain structure. Let's try a real light gain and see what that's like. That's all the way down. I mean, there's barely anything there as far as drive goes. Bring it up a little bit. So that's about 9 o'clock. Here we are at 11 o'clock. And that's when you're starting to dig in a little bit. I feel like that's a really useful place for people who are just kind of going to strum or kind of just hang out in the mix. You're not doing a lead thing. You're just... You know. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. And then we already covered uh, at the noon setting a bit, and the three, and the n- and the f- five, obviously. Like, <laughs> it's just a great sounding pedal. I, what's the price point on this thing? I think that it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's you know, sh- these Shelly pedals. When we did the Pony Boy, it was like a hundred something bucks. This one's, I think, right around hundred bucks. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the exact price. It's probably like ninety six, ninety five, or one hundred two. Sure.
0: No, that's an EHX thing. One hundred two forty eight. This or... pedal is going to be ninety four sixty eight. Yeah. Thanks, EHX. <laughs> uh,
1: but if you're looking for just kind of like an all around tube screamer, I think this is a really good option. Uh, it's. It's got more of an open grit to the drive than the kind of tight fizzy drives that some tube screamers are that I personally don't like. Like that's one of the reasons I like the Palisades is because most of the settings are a wide open gritty sort of, sort of uh, uh, gain structure, and that's kind of where this lives too. Right. So I, to me, it's a really usable, easy to get along with pedal. Stacks mm-hmm. really great with other tube screamers. I stacked it with the Palisades and it was having a blast off. Oh, cool! Yeah, it was really cool. Like, and I think that's a that's the sign of a good tube screamer is when it stacks well with other tube screamers. You know, right? Because that's when uh, that's that's an old trick is to tap screw uh, to stack tube screamers and uh, have some high gain fun with them. You know, because you get compression with uh, with them, and so it's like you're pushing. A compressed signal into another compressed signal right and you're getting super sustainy. you're getting super like touch sensitive sort of fun
0: oh yeah I'm gonna build a board with eight tube screamers
1: (laughs) it's probably out there already all right let's let's set this to kind of a conservative setting maybe that uh, like we'll set it at 1030 for the drive and uh, maybe pull back the tone a little bit And we're going to talk about this next pedal.
0: Yeah, the next pedal we've got lined up is the Chase Bliss Audio Gravitas.
1: Yeah, this thing. Should we tell a story about how he uh, came into possession of this? Um, it's a mystery. We won't say. <laughs> basically, basically, I was. We were hanging out with with uh, with Joel. Yeah, that is his name, right? Joel. I'm not thinking of someone else. He is Joel. Okay, I screw up people's names. I just wanted to be sure. Super nice guy, Mr. Chase Bliss himself. Uh, I was having a great time hanging out with him. You had, you knew that I was going to be hanging out with him, and so you wrote him and was like, "Hey, uh, do you want to uh, hand off the pedal to us to yeah. do a demo of and review?" And he was like, "Yes, I do want to do that." So he brought us the Gravitas. Uh, first off, really great presentation. Comes yeah. in a cute little wooden box.
0: Was it, is that bag, was that part of it or is that bag? Was the pedal, pedal comes
1: in like this, like micro suede little bag that looks kind of leathery. Okay. Inside of a wooden box. Oh, it's like a treasure chest. It's like a treasure chest. It feels like a little bit of like a fun experience. Yeah. Um, this thing is kind of insane. And Joel is kind of. An insane mad scientist to make this thing. Yeah. He's made some other pedals that are already kind of legendary. The He made the womb tone, which is like a phaser chorus, right? I think so. Or phaser vibrato or something like that. And then he made the, uh, oh shoot, what was it called? Uh, The warped vinyl. The warped vinyl. People which love is the, the which warped is vinyl. Which is a vibrato? We're getting things mixed up here. I think the womb tone is a phaser. The the warp vinyl is a vibrato chorus effect. Something I don't, I but haven't people haven't been able to keep them all straight.
0: Partially because like as soon as I know people who I know who are really into whatever sound the warp vinyl do is all about it. But whatever it is that it does, like was a is an effect that I normally don't right go for right. Uh, so I haven't really um,
1: well. Let's talk about the pedal we do have here. Yes. The Gravitas, which is a Tremolo pedal. Yes. Um This thing has two foot switches. It has six knobs. It has three toggle switches. It has let's do a count on this real quick, Steve. You get it. One,
0: two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And sixteen It
1: has sixteen mini switches on the top of the pedal. This and then it's got another Controller, uh, three-way switch in between the two foot switches. This thing is insane. I don't know how he fit all these controls into this little box. It's a standard pedal size. I think if we were to open
0: it up, what you would find on the inside is either um, is uh, uh, either a portable hole, <laughs> or you're talking like Roadrunner Coyotes sort of or, thing, or a bag of holding.
1: Uh, I'm talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Roll for initiative. Okay, I have I'm not following That's at okay. all. Carry okay, on. This thing is insane. I don't know how you fit everything in here. Basically, it's an analog tremolo with a digital controller. Yeah. Um. So all these controls on here are digital. The two foot switches. One is obviously you know the bypass to turn it on. One is the tap. Right. But you use the, can also use these switches to save two presets which you select with this mini toggle in between it Mm -hmm. so because it's a digital controller on an analog delay you can have two presets for your analog tremolo right which is kind of crazy so you can be like if you absolutely need certain settings for your gig or for your uh, your thing that you do there will always be there no matter how the knobs get bumped, no matter how the switches get bumped. You've got two settings that are always going to be locked in right. no matter what. And you're not, it's, it's it's too involved to accidentally change them. Like, And it tells you when you have like adjusted them, the, the, one of the light dims when you have deviated from, oh, okay. Interesting. from what's going on. So you could go like, oh, my setting deviated because I bumped a knob. I can just reset it by flicking the switch real quick. Right. So let's see if we can do that. So now it's on the left setting, bright green. Back on the right setting, bright red. I turn something, the light goes dim.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, It has a tap MIDI jack on the side. It has an expression jack on one side. Um, It's got a a three-way switch that controls a bunch of different functions. Two three-way switches that control the waveform of the front and the back of the wave of the tremolo. Yeah, that,
0: you were showing me that earlier, and it's one of those things where, to me, it was hard to hear what it was doing, but you could definitely tell something different was going on. Yeah, and each setting is a little different uh, in the way that it sounds. It's, I'm not saying that it's like a useless. It's, I don't, I don't know if it's going to
1: come across. I think in, in the demo, as cool as it is, in the right hands in the right setting, it I think that sort of thing makes all the difference. Yeah. Uh, knobs, you have volume, tone, rate, depth. Those are your standard tremolo knobs. Then you have sway and you have drive. Sway, sway pushes the waveform on either side of the wave, so you're either elongating the front of the waveform and squishing the back, oh. or vice versa. So you could have a waveform that ramps up slowly at the beginning and then dumps off dramatically at the back, or vice right. versa. Or you could set the knob in the middle and have it be uh, symmetrical. Um, and then the drive or ramp knob controls either a little bit of a little bit of like a preamp drive in your normal settings, or it controls the ramping function, which is basically like a tremolo on your tremolo. Like I right. I heard that you like tremolo. I put a tremolo on your tremolo. Oh, okay. Um, is that tremolo? The ramp is is associated and the expression is associated with all these little dip switches up here and you can assign like so I have a an expression pedal plugged into this thing right now. I have the expression assigned with the dip switches to the rate and uh, And I've reversed the rate so that it goes fast in the toe position on the expression. So let's let's play around with this a little bit. Let's get it running. Here's the uh, without it with the (laughs) OD. Here it is on. So I control that speed with the expression pedal, um, and I can make it. I can make it go all the way too. And you can assign that expression to any knob on here. Right to the tone. To the rate, to the depth, to the sway, to the volume—you can turn this into a volume pedal if you have an expression pedal. Can you turn pedal. them all on at once? You can turn them all on at once. <laughs> you can turn every single knob on this into an expressible function, right? Which is insane. I've, I've always really wanted a tremolo with a depth control. Let me, let me dial that in real quick. these dip switches i don't know i've never seen this on anyone else's pedals before this is like just unique to chase bliss yeah it's totally insane so here it is with the depth turn down the speed to something manageable so there's the toe here's with the depth all the way off that's that's the heel position on the expression pedal I'll strum a thing, and then I'll bring it up slowly. So you can get really creative while you're playing and be like, oh, I want tremolo here, I want a little tremolo there, I want a lot of tremolo there, and like swell in and out with what you're doing. Uh It's just super, super useful. Um... This is a great pedal.
0: Yeah, this is effectively... I mean, I don't know if there's a fuller-featured tremolo pedal on the market than this. If there is... I mean, the only pedal that I've seen that comes close control-wise might be like the Cattle & Bread Semaphore.
1: The Semaphore? But is uh, this...
0: EHX has the, the
1: Pulsar... Oh, m- the, right, the Pulsar Deluxe, yeah, something like that, and that has a ton of controls. It does some things that this doesn't do, but this does things that that doesn't do. Yeah, yeah. this is in a smaller box.
0: Yeah, it's a standard, you know, it's a standard MXR size box.
1: It's insane. Let me let me mess around with the uh, the shaping function a little bit. Sure, we talked about that. We should probably show it off. So let me let me dial in that cool uh, reverse setting that I was playing with. So this is with got to bring down the speed for it to seem obvious. So basically if you can hear that the the beginning of the wave, I'll even dial the speed back even more. The beginning of the The beginning of the wave slowly ramps up and then it dumps at the end. Yeah. And I can control that even more with a sway. So you can play kind of like a fake reverse sort of thing. It's really throwing me off the
0: way like it it sits. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I'm gonna reverse uh, that setting so that the the sharp part of the waveform is at the front, and then it and then it decays slowly. And there's tap t- tempo here, so you can get crazy with your tapping in and another thing on here a function we haven't even talked about is that there's two different flavors of tremolo on here that you can mix there's your standard volume tremolo and there's a harmonic tremolo and harmonic tremolo is basically a tremolo of the tone so it goes from bright to dark instead of going from loud to quiet so here here's the standard let me let me get it on a normal triangle setting here or maybe i'll do a square wave It's, it's more dramatic So there's the square wave on the standard drummolo. Let's take it to the harmonic. So it's a really neat effect. Let's try that with more of a, of a sine wave, just for fun. It's a much more subtle sound, but it's a really like it's going to make a big difference yeah. on certain things that you might play. You know, and then there's a, a, an option to have them both at the same time, which I think is one of the better sounds to come out of this thing. Is both of those at the same time?
0: Yeah, it it's really interesting because it. It gives uh, the pedal. I mean, tremolo is already is already uh, gain modulation. It's, yeah, it's uh, amplitude modulation, and uh, with that tone sweep, it gives it a not quite uh, frequency modulation kind of a thing going on. Yeah, uh, but it's built in the pedal, so it's like you know people are always going out to get like to get these delays, these modulated delays. And now with this, you have like a somewhat modulated tremolo. Now, I'm sure you could do like a full fine trums that have full frequency modulation. But yeah, I mean, this is something that's unique. It uh, is. in that it's more of a tone roll off than a than like a pitch shifting modulation.
1: And that's a really great thing. If you want to have that like surging feeling in what you're playing but you don't want to lose a lot of volume yeah like it's it's going to be subtle it's going to be sitting there in the back of of your signal but it's going to make all the difference like it's just a really unique and very like powerful kind of sound i think like that's the sort of thing you throw it in there and the whole audience is going to feel it and they're not going to know what they're feeling you know especially if you do like a slow throb like that psychedelic without like be, being over the top yeah being over the top you know it's taste this is just a great pedal yeah i've been having a ton of fun are you with gonna it. fit
0: that expression pedal on your board though
1: i'm gonna order oh the expression pedal yeah. uh i'm probably only going to use it for home mostly or keep it separate from the board and just you know throw it in my guitar case or sure. something like that it's it's relatively lightweight I got the uh, the the Moog Expression pedal, which is only like forty bucks, and it's made out of plastic. But I've been really impressed with it. I yeah, like it's pretty heavy duty. I like the resistance of the foot pedal. I feel like there's good physical range there. It has a nice volume control on the side of it, so you can easily dial back the uh, the peak of the toe right. for for better control of what you're doing. Uh, I've been really happy with with this Moog Expression pedal. So that's my endorsements for that. But the gravitas, uh, killer killer tremolo pedal. Uh, do you remember what the what the going rate is for these? Oh, I have no idea. I think it's close to three hundred, but uh, I, I, I think we should be sure. Yeah, if you give me uh, another
0: couple seconds,
1: it's definitely not. You know, your super, you know, street accessible, run of the mill tremolo pedal. But he didn't design it to be that. He designed, no. you know, the mothership of tremolo pedals. This thing is insane. If you are a tremolo nut, the way I am, and you want to explore everything that tremolo should be able to do, this is an insane pedal.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing it for two ninety nine at Chicago Music Exchange. It's two ninety nine. I was gonna say it's two ninety nine on Amazon, but that's the Chicago Music Exchange yeah. store on Amazon. Yeah,
1: no this this thing is a beast if that's your if that's your price range and you're looking for an end all tremolo pedal this is a really good place to start yeah um it doesn't do the heavy square wave thing as good as other pedals might but it does your softer like sine waves and triangle waves yeah, and it does exceptionally so many different well. Things. exceptionally well you can get it into square wave territory but it's just not as hard and choppy as other pedals sure Other than that, like, it's just, I don't have really anything bad to say about it. It does take a little bit of patience to get, uh, kind of get it voiced to be at, uh, to be what your normal signal is. Like, just, you know, you got to tweak the volume and the tone knob and the drive knob a little bit. Uh, Uh, if you're going for a super subtle sound, there, it does seem to have a little bit of maybe like an EQ kind of difference between your dry signal and the, uh, and the Gravitas. Also it is a, I think I'm pretty sure it's a true bypass pedal there in certain settings, depending on the power, there is an audible click with the bypass pedal. Oh, okay. I was getting that at church. I'm not getting it now. I think it totally depends on, uh, solar flares and Indian burial burial grounds. So, That's Um, not
0: the tap tempo button?
1: Nope, that's the bypass. This is the tap tempo. Oh,
0: both soft. Really neat. They're
1: both soft. Uh, And like I said, you use those to set your presets. Presets on this thing, man. Presets. There's two presets. Yeah. You know, you get so frustrated, like, you have, you know, your song that is dependent on your tremolo being a certain speed and depth. Right. It's always going to be there.
0: You never have to worry about, so, that just made me think of the story. Johnny Marr really could have used this pedal.
1: Yeah, uh, because uh-huh. I know we're
0: gonna you know go where this. going to know where I'm going is uh, when the Smiths would do how soon is now. The tempo that they did that song at was uh, completely dependent on where Johnny Marr set his his tre- tremolo pedal or whatever he would tr- probably amp trim or because it was I don't
1: dependent know. on they were using it like a click track.
0: Yeah, so if he set it up slow, they were stuck doing that song really slow, and if he ramped it up they were stuck doing that song really
1: fast yeah so this would have saved the day for the cure yeah for the cure oh who yeah. is it for
0: uh the smiths the smiths the smiths the uh, cure, whatever. it's been a long day morrissey boy george whatever boy
1: george that's a whole other guy i don't know robert smith robert smith <laughs> i mean i they both wear blouses so do they yeah okay okay I'm pretty sure Boy George wears blouses. Blouses? I thought you said glasses. No, they don't wear glasses. Yeah, yeah. Those they guys do. have
0: perfect eyesight. Uh, they they do wear blouses. Blau- blouses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Robert Smith though, he's a man's man, is he? Boy George, I'm not so sure. <laughs> boy George, I believe, is also a man's man. Yeah, but in a different way. In a yeah. different way. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Robert Smith, uh, he'd hang out. He'd hang out with you at the bar. Boy George, Boy George would hang out with you at a different bar. Right,
0: right. That sounds <laughs> that
1: sounds fairly accurate. Yeah, at a, at a different kind of bar. Um, what else do we have to say? Oh, okay. We've got some. We've got some stuff to talk about at the end of the show here.
0: Yeah, we are at the end of the show. Um, we are going to play three songs to uh, wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, two, I could, of, two of them we've done before, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But
1: go ahead. So, uh, those of you who are on the Facebook group know that in the past week, a uh, listener and contributor to the show, he's, he's sent us songs before, he's sent us other things before. He passed away this week in uh, basically a work accident. And so, we're going to play every song that he sent us. Yeah, as our memorial, basically, uh, that was rough news to get earlier this week. Yeah, um, we're still.
0: Know. I'm still trying to contact a, a couple. I've already uh, reached out to some people in his family, but it's pretty early on. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of you guys on the Facebook group said you would be interested in. Uh, contributing if there's any kind of fundraising that the family was doing. Uh huh. Um, so I'm still trying to get some more information on that. There might not there, be. There and, might
1: not be a need, but if there is and it's communicated to us, then we will make yeah, it, that so, information. So if available. it doesn't
0: happen, I mean, uh, at least you know, the big thing too is I just want the family to know that you know, all all of us are you know we've all been touched by Gary. Right. uh, He was,
1: you know, he was someone in our community and that's, you know, that's kind of a side part of when you form a community like ours, even though it's just online and most of these people we've never met, it's like, you know, you get to know these people and, you know, you know, we're, we're talking about gear on there, but there's a personal element too. we talk about personal things on there, you know, people are sending us their songs, which is as personal as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Um. You know, it's just you know, it uh it it it's affected me so. Sure. Uh, Gary, we miss you. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are for your family right now, and uh, thank you for being part of our whole thing here. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. See ya. Once
3: upon a time. Started to shine and skies were blue but now i've nearly lost my mind cause no one treats me like you used to do a needle in a haystack baby but that don't even draw the line a rose among the fields drowning in the tallest job to my friends that uh, I'm um. Shadow, you can't feel like a foot step on your heels. Oh, what will you say, baby? Don't go away, like a feeling fades in time. I'll be yours. Don't mind. All I care to do is my best to be right by you. Even if I'm all alone, I'll stay that way till you. I'm awake, my eyes are white But like a beggar cannot choose I guess I'm stuck sticking with you Where's my reward? Where's my forgiveness? I thought that you had to do those things torn apart Outside I'm faint of heart And in the middle of the day I drink all the pain away But now it's time to face the facts That you're gone and you're not coming back like a hobo on a train i get off when it stops again But where's my reward For all my resilience It's nothing that I deserve now